My name's Will DeFreeze, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. This week's episode is supported by Helix Mattresses. Trouble sleeping is something we all encounter after a big weekend, a long day at work, or even just those random nights when you toss and turn thinking about something stressful. If you're anything like me, you like to spend the majority of your Sunday in bed trying to decompress from the weekend. More than anything on Sunday night, you need a good night's rest. Helix can help you do that comfortably. By going to helixsleep.com scaries, you can take a two-minute sleep quiz that will match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They take everything into account. Body type, whether you toss and turn, if you're a hot or cold sleeper, and whether you like a mattress plush or firm. You can even try it for 100 nights, risk-free. Helix is currently offering up to $125 off mattress orders if you go to helixsleep.com scaries. Make your Sundays a little less panicked. And if you're too tired to type that in, I've put a link to Helix in the description of this episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Sunday night dinners, butter coffee, and the best fall scented candles on the market. We did it for as long as I can remember. Like clockwork, we'd gather at 6 p.m. every Sunday night. Two families, and occasionally a friend who had no idea what they were getting themselves into, would gather around. Some of us tired from working that day, others clinging to the last hours of the weekend. We'd meet at my parents' house or my aunt and uncle's house ready to relax, eat some comfort food, and escape without too much family drama. If I shut my eyes, I can even smell the hash browns my aunt would cook for us. Whether they went with flank steak or her trademark fried chicken, we had our certain Sunday night dinner staples. We even had a chicken dish that we simply called sauce. I have no idea what was in it, but I do know two things about it. It has to be unhealthy, and it was a can't-miss meal. These days, our Sunday night dinners are few and far between. Moving from home somewhat rendered them obsolete with me, but like any tradition, I often think about them when they aren't occurring. Everything just kind of felt sacred and instilled in us. If someone knew they weren't going to be able to make it, they'd let everyone know far ahead of time. If someone was bringing in an outsider, they'd do so with hesitation. And if anyone wanted to touch the remote when their lions or red wings were on, well, they were kindly asked to go watch something else in the other room. Every Sunday, sometime around 6 o'clock, the same time we ate dinner, I feel a sense of familiarity. A comfort that, for whatever reason, takes my mind off Monday. During the fall, the late NFL games take me back to watching them with my cousins on my aunt's couch. During the summer, I can almost always taste the whiskey sours my cousin would whip up. In the middle of winter, I can feel the annoyance of having to put my snow boots on before getting in the car to drive home. And in the spring, I always get a certain craving for the pimento cheese dip we'd make in honor of the masters. With tradition, there comes comfort and familiarity. It's the North Star that guides you back on track when everything else surrounding you feels lost or out of control. For me, it was just knowing that I could always count on a hot, homemade meal every single Sunday night while surrounded by people I love. For others, it may be a Sunday night dinner with friends or even another tradition, like going to the movies or ordering the same restaurant's takeout. While these dinners didn't exactly render my scaries useless, they did help me forget about the hustle and bustle of the week ahead. And even though I always felt a little too full every time I left, 
There was nothing quite like the hug of warm fried chicken when everything else you ate all weekend was probably cooked in a bar. There are about a million ways to drink coffee, you know, give or take. If you walk into a Starbucks as a first time coffee drinker, you're likely to get overwhelmed not only by the choices of coffee drinks, but by the names and sizes as well. Like anything these days, coffee gets overcomplicated. Triple venti soy no foam latte. Triple venti half sweet non-fat caramel macchiato. Venti ice skinny hazelnut macchiato, sugar-free syrup, extra shot, light ice, no whip. These are all actual coffee orders from Starbucks, none of which sound all that desirable, but mostly because I have no idea what they actually are. But over the past few years, something else has taken over the coffee market. Butter coffee. It has some other name variations, but for this episode's sake, we're going to stick with simply butter coffee. Obviously, if you haven't figured this out yet, there's butter in your coffee. Okay, you get it. But there's a lot more to it than just that. Essentially, what it does is gives you an extra boost that your regular Keurig coffee wouldn't. Not only is it a great way to get healthy fats in your system first thing in the morning, but it also claims to supercharge your brain function and create fat loss with no cravings. At its core, the ingredients are pretty simple. Black coffee, grass-fed butter, and MCT oil, which stands for medium-chain triglycerides. However you choose to make your coffee, just know that using a Keurig isn't really going to cut it. Freshly ground coffee beans yield the best results, so go with a fresh pot of coffee instead. If you live alone and just need a single cup, you can also go with some more complicated methods like a Chemex or an AeroPress. I've always been more of an AeroPress guy myself. Oh, and if you're bougie enough to have an espresso machine, that works too. Must be nice. For the rest of your ingredients, use the following. MCT oil. Or if you're just starting out, you can use coconut oil. If you're a pro, make sure you use Brain Octane or MCT. You can pretty much find it at any grocery store these days. You also need to use unsalted grass-fed butter. We use Kerrygold Pure Irish Butter, but I'll leave that up to you. Just make sure you don't use normal, old, regular butter. If you're doing Whole30 like I've talked about in the past, you can also use grass-fed ghee. It won't taste as good as normal butter, but it still works. There are also some add-ins that you can use as well, but for price's sake, you may want to steer clear. My girlfriend uses collagen peptides. You put a scoop in and it's completely flavorless, but it adds protein and it's good for your hair, skin, and nails. You can also toss in some ashwagandha root, which helps with balance, stress, and anxiety. And if you really want to change the taste a bit, you can use some cinnamon as well. It's perfect for fall. Once you've got all your ingredients, all you have to do is brew the coffee, add a tablespoon of butter, a tablespoon of MCT oil, and toss in whatever else you want. Just make sure not to use too much MCT oil because it can and will upset your stomach. Seriously, start small. Trust me on this one. Once it's all together, blend it. You can use a magic bullet or an immersion blender. Either will do the job. And once it's blended, you can either drink it hot or you can pour it over ice. Am I an expert in butter coffee? No, not exactly. But my girlfriend is because she makes them every day and lives by them. So... Like a good boyfriend, I trust her. Possibly the most important note on this though, this is meant to be a breakfast replacement. It's high in calories and fat, so don't drink this daily in addition to eating a normal breakfast. 
you'll probably get fat. And now, let's close out with something that's near and dear to my heart, scented candles. We've talked about them at length throughout the course of this podcast history, and with fall upon us, it made sense to introduce some new fall scents for you. Now I will warn you, these candles are by no means cheap, like at all. These are only for people who are serious in the candle game, or have so much money that they don't really care what they do with it. The first candle is called Ernesto. It's from a French company named Sir Trudon. Founded in 1643, they're the oldest candle company in the world that's still operating today. The candles are so pungent, in fact, that they're covered with domes while on display at stores because they don't want the scents to mix. This particular scent is not only masculine, but perfect for a fall night in. Their description for the candles equal parts ridiculous and incredible. In a hotel in Havana, it reads... Under the fixed sun of the revolution, the fierce and partisan overtones of leather and tobacco metal with the panelings wax in silence. In the cool dimness, fond grimaces shimmer along the smoke of cigars and the barrel of guns. Like I said, a little ridiculous. It has base notes of amber, leather, moss, and tobacco, with heart notes of clove, oakwood, and patchouli. And remember that I said this wasn't cheap? It runs about $95 and it burns for about 60 hours. But on the bright side, it is strong enough that you don't even need to burn it to get the full scent in your bedroom. Next, we have Faux de Bois by another French company, Diptyque. I think that means wood fire, but I'm not entirely sure because I never took French in high school. Honestly, I probably mispronounced it. You may know Diptyque well because they also sell perfumes, lotions, and various other home items, but they're truly known for their candles. This candle contains what they call sophisticated blends of rare wood and recalls the crackling of an open fire, warm and familiar during the winter days. If you're like me and you're not lucky enough to have a house or apartment with a fireplace, this just might be for you. It comes in two sizes, 2.4 ounces and 6.5 ounces, and they'll run you about $35 and $65 respectively. It also comes in an absolutely massive 51.3 ounce size that costs about $315, but that's clearly for experts only. I'd probably just start small and work your way up. And finally, Cedar 11 from Le Labo. While I'm much more likely to buy their beard oil than their scented candles, they offer some very wintry scents that are worth some recognition. This candle, which runs about $75, contains cedar, birchwood, and musky undertones for what they call the darkest, smokiest, and dirtiest of them all. Claiming the smell is reminiscent of year-round winters and endless romance, you really can't mess with that. And if you're in need of a gift, you can also personalize the box and label on these. So maybe they aren't so far off on that whole endless romance thing. And as always, I've put links to each and every one of these in the description of this very episode. Enjoy. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a hungover friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. 
You can also follow along on Twitter, which is at Sundayscaries, and Instagram, which is at Sunday.scaries. Or you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Will to Freeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.